Do you want to bring balance to all the wireless radiation fields in your life, including 5G? The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a small sticker you can stick on any device. It changes the state of the field and creates a new resonance between the wireless radiation and your energy field. On the link below you'll see all our testing results that show how the body responds excellently once you've made this change in your life. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. It's easy to bring balance back to your body with the Omnia Radiation Balancer. Yeah, I've been researching oh, yeah. for, you know, since 1969. Uh, and then wow. I really started heavy researching since uh, I went, you know, being an ex-ABC newsman, I was wondering what the hell happened? This could have been a world changing event, you know, so I been doing a lot of, re I sent you my web link, you know, I've been looking right. back all the way to the beginning of the 20th century and looking at all the witnesses and documents and after yeah. you research enough, it all starts to, you know, put together a larger picture of what's going on. Definitely. And we're going to get into all that. So I'll just go ahead and uh, do a quick little intro and we'll get started. If you're if you're ready. You're ready to go. Um, hey, guys, welcome back. Tonight, we are joined by Dan Willis, um, former U.S. Navy. He spoke. This is the 20 year anniversary for the Full Disclosure Project National Press Club in 2001. It was May 9th. I believe, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, just before, not not uh, too long before uh, 9 11. So that's interesting in itself because I remember there, you, you, I remember hearing uh, one of the testimony talking about like a, a terror attack, mm -hmm. a coming terror attack. And then look what happened. Um, but this is the 20 year anniversary of that. Um, <clears throat> Dan spoke there. And it just seems fitting to have him on and discuss this scene as. We're nearing the end of the 180-day um, deadline for the COVID, where was it? On December 27th, Trump signed the COVID relief bill. Mm -hmm. And within the bill, they had a 180-day deadline to release official UFO disclosure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to the 18 uh, intelligence agencies, they're going to release all their data. All the, all yeah. the intelligence agencies. So yeah. June 25th is, June that, is that deadline. So... We'll see. But there's a lot there's a lot surfacing right now surrounding this. And we know a lot of this stuff is limited hangout. It's all truth wrapped in a lie. We're not mm -hmm. going to get the full story. That's for sure. Not, I'm sure they're not going to tell us everything they have. Well, what they're pushing is what they're pushing is um, it's still an unknown origin, which we yeah. know, which we know is not the case. It's just BS. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, complete BS. Really quick before we jump in and get started, guys, don't forget about the promo codes Journey to Truth 10 for Hopewell Farm CBD. Gets you 10% off. This stuff is really amazing. If you're uh, looking to try a new CBD, try it out. Uh, it, they have a variety of products and they also offer a, offer a crypto payment option now on the website. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Any coin that's listed on Coinbase, you can, um, you can purchase the CBD with. And the Omni Radiation Balancer, patch you put on any radiating device saves uh promo code truth all caps saves you 10 percent off uh 
for those. Those links are below. And then obviously the Teespring uh, promo code CGI Joe gets you 15% off of all of our Teespring merch. Uh, so grab yourself a shirt. We have some new designs up and the new cup we just uh, designed. So anyway, now that that's out of the way, welcome to the show, Dan. Glad to have you on. Yeah, my honor to uh, join you guys. And, uh, you know, it's so important to get this information out. A lot of people don't know the full story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so I guess that's where you come in. Do you want to tell us the full story? I know you've been I know you've been busy lately. You've been doing a lot of interviews. So um, <clears throat> if you don't want to keep rehashing um, everything, that's fine. But um, if you can put it in a nutshell for us. And uh, maybe um, we'll just go from there. Sure. Uh, in a in a nutshell, and we'll go into go into d deeper depth into it. But uh, essentially, uh, uh, the Nazis uh, basically escaped and infiltrated. They had a plan back in, in the World War II called Weltanschauungskrieg, and that worldview warfare. Uh, what they did was they wanted to create a matrix of perception in the United States and infiltrate in the takeover education, which they did in 1946, rewrote what happened at the end of World War II. Uh, Operation Mockingbird, you're familiar with, um, you know, entertainment industry, Project Dove, uh, the uh, Nazi SS set up the Bilderberg meetings. Uh, during the Eisenhower administration, basically, Nazi Germany had uh, a advanced uh, anti-gravity craft developed by 1934. The United States did not have that until about uh, 1954, like 20 years later. This mm -hmm. is how they were able to intimidate the Truman and Eisenhower administrations. So a lot of things happened during the Eisenhower administration. Uh, in 1955, basically, uh, they had to do like an agreement surrender with the Fourth Reich that was operating out of Antarctica. And uh, every, ever since that time that that agreement came into existence, every president, CIA director, heads of intelligence, doesn't matter who you are, are denied access to these projects. They mm -hmm. moved everything from Wright-Patterson over to Area 51 S4. Um, and uh, in goes through a long history, you know, Dwight Eisenhower was denied access to Area 51. <laughs> he threatened to go into the First Army, rip this thing apart. Uh, Kennedy was denied access 10 days after trying to get the UFO files to the CIA director. Uh, Carter was denied access by senior director, uh, CIA director, uh, George H.W. Bush. Um, in uh, 1997, uh, actually in 1993, outside of Area 51, I met with a small group of researchers for the first time Bob Lazar ever went public talking about his reverse engineering at S4. Uh, no recordings were allowed. I had my, I was in the front row. I had my camera going for the full two hours of recording his testimony. Oh, interesting. Been, you, on the webmatrix.net, if you go to the 1993 timeline, you can see the full two hours of that. Uh, what happened was the base uh, kind of freaked out because of this meeting out there. And so they set up a National Reconnaissance Office Security Advisory that, uh, you know, warned about the base personnel ever interacting with anyone down there. So they had a distribution list of these unacknowledged special access programs like Cosmic Ops, Magic Ops. They were basically the corporations that were reverse engineering extraterrestrial technology. Uh, 
this was provided to uh, this document to Dr. Stephen Greer, who in 1997, along with uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, the astronaut, and Commander Will Miller, met with the head of intelligence for the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Vice Admiral Thomas Wilson. He looked into it, and him with his uh, congressional authority should have had access. Uh, he was denied and was, was furious. He said basically to Dr. Greer, you know, if you can get your people together that are willing to testify under oath, you know, and you, you have my permission to go to the mainstream media with this. And that's what greenlighted this uh, 2001 event was that uh, permission from the, uh, from the admiral. Um, you know, myself being an ex-ABC newsman, I was looking at what the other witnesses were saying. We were backed by, there was just 20 of us gave testimony. Each one of us stayed willing to testify under oath after we gave our testimony. We were backed by over 500 military intelligence witnesses. It was the largest event in the history of the National Press Club. There was like 22 cameras in the back row. Um, some of the things that were disclosed, just briefly, uh, was we had proof that our legal governments, I have a little list here, I had to go <laughs> trying to remember all this stuff, proof that our legal governments is being, are being denied access, uh, illegal unif unacknowledged special access programs are taking in trillions of dollars. We had zero point energy solutions uh, have been suppressed that uh, for decades that could eliminate the need for nuclear oil and coal. We had the scientists that were willing to go before open congressional hearing and prove it, you know, put it on the table, show it's working. Um, Anti-gravity craft developed back in the 1950s that can go, you know, superluminal speeds. Base exists on the far side of the moon. Astronauts have sworn to secrecy. What happened when they went to the moon 1969? Uh, NASA's airbrushing out to UFOs before they released to the public. 57 different species had already been categorized by 1989. Um, ET craft has shut down nuclear ICBM missiles, uh, U.S. Navy reporting uh, spacecraft coming of our oceans. That was my testimony in naval mm -hmm. communications with a top secret clearance, planned future false flag events. Um, <laughs> they already did the one with the so Soviets. Uh, terrorists was the next in line. This was just four months before the 9-11 event. Uh, followed by rogue nations and then astro asteroids is our next one. We went through the rogue nations, you know, North Korea, Iran. Yeah. Uh, asteroids is the next one. And then the final one was the alien card, you know, alien threat, you know, and a whole lot more. I mean, it's explosive testimonies. Yeah. Any one of these could have grabbed a lot of people's attention, but uh, the media did what the uh, intelligence agencies call limited hangout. They made it sound like we wanted to have a congressional hearing on you know, just the reality of UFOs, which didn't imply that our government's basically been Ill illegally infiltrated by these operations that basically lost control going all the way back to, to Eisenhower. So that's the, uh, that's, <laughs> kind of well, a, a short story of it all yeah so so let's pump the brakes a little bit because that's a lot to unpack i have tons of questions going all the way back to the germans going to antarctica um i think it's new schwabenland or something is what that was called mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh i actually have a map of their uh base in this book right here it shows all the the like the outposts and everything it's very interesting but um, it doesn't take much research outside of Google to realize that this actually happened. 
um, you can find it. It's just not officially verified. So that's where you have the discrepancies and like, did this ever, did this really happen or not? So um, what are your thoughts on that? What actually took place there as far as them going to Antarctica and um, developing a secret space program? Because the U.S. Navy was at the forefront of the, the secret space program from what I understand. Is that correct? Well, it started with the Germans first. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the Vatican was helping the you know the Nazis escape. You know, through the rat lines, giving them uh, Knights of Malta passports and things like that. And so there was kind of a connection there. The Nazis developed, uh, as Professor Hungern Oberth said publicly, we had help from people from other worlds. You know, uh, the uh, reptilian race had given them advanced technologies that they given them. Uh, there was deep under the two mile ice shelf uh, facilities that they set up their secret space program, which they are have operations there today. Uh, the corporations uh, basically brought over huge amounts of slave labor, which they, you know, the Nazi mindset is always used. Um, what, uh, yeah, after Admiral Byrd went down, uh, you know, he was sworn to secrecy and, uh, you know, he, he, in a Chilean newspaper, you know, he let out a little bit about, you know, we have to worry about, you know, uh, enemies that could fly from pole to pole at tremendous speeds mm -hmm. I remember that. because they were, uh, they were completely wiped out. They wiped out all their aircraft and everything by their anti-gravity craft that had directed energy weapons. Well, that was uh, Operation High Jump? Hi, uh, yeah, Operation High Jump. High yeah. Jump. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it, it's, it's just yes. interesting to me as far as like um, the secret space program aspect of it. I'll let you continue. I guess you were getting to that. Uh, well, you know, uh, in around 1952 in July, there was a flyover over the Capitol building of a whole late. squadron of mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Nazi craft that were intimidating uh, Truman and Eisenhower that led up to the surrender agreement and it's just kind of interesting in uh 2017 you know the you didn't hear much about it on the mainstream media. you don't hear a lot of things on the mainstream media but you know the jfk files came out mm -hmm. and uh revealed that you know hitler was alive and well in argentina and also heinrich himmler was alive as well um what uh uh what was interesting is Eisenhower in 19, I believe it was 1960, he flew down to uh, Bariloche, Argentina, which was Hitler's kind of hideout down mm -hmm. there. So uh, we know that Hitler was alive till about 1962. And so uh, apparently he, he most likely met with, with Hitler. Uh, and so, you know, Eisenhower had a lot of a lot of things happened during his administration. You know, in February 1954, he had a, a meeting at, uh, it was Murdoch Air Force Base, but now it's, uh, it's called uh, Edwards Air Force Base. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there was a group of people, uh, uh, Gerald Light wrote a letter about it that Eisenhower was planning on having disclosure in May of that year just a few months away, one of the participants, uh, Francis McIntyre, everybody was sworn to secrecy, not to reveal any of this. And he immediately broke the security oath, went and told the Pope about it. Hmm. And, you know, according to uh, 
you know, looking at, I, I've been researching, you know, since 1969, like I said, when I had my military experience, um, which was, uh, I guess I should say what that is. Uh, I was, I had a high level top secret uh, crypto level 14 extra sensitive material handling security clearance working at the busiest communication facility on the planet in 1969. I was a certified high speed code operator in charge of the code room. Um, I took thousands of messages, but one always, you know, <laughs> stuck in the back of my head. I almost wanted to make a Xerox copy of it, but I'd go 10 years in prison if they caught me. Um, a ship off the coast of Alaska, the crew visually witnessed coming off Port Bow, a, a huge uh, 70 foot in diameter glowing disc that was uh, glowing reddish orange that emerged out of the ocean, shot straight up into space. The radar operator on the ship tracked it going over 7,000 miles per hour. This was secret classified priority level going to the chief of naval operations. This is what seeded my interest in it. So I've been, you know, kind of researching over the years and in, uh, 2001, uh, seeing what the mainstream media did with this, uh, you know, I was on CNN, like all the rest of the witnesses and CBS did a special interview with me. And I told him, look, I'm not willing to do this interview because I saw what CNN did with it. Oh, yeah, they didn't um, lost cause there. <laughs> yeah, we know about CNN, don't we? Um, uh, anyway, they, uh, they they promised up and down that I would be allowed to, to to say you know that we have the scientists willing to prove that we have zero point energy that we can get off nuclear and coal. They interviewed me for about forty five minutes. Afterward, they completely cut that out. And the producers, I never had this happen before. She said the higher executives made me cut that out. Now, why would a higher executives read CIA, uh, you know, cut out a solution? To the and this was back when we were having rolling blackouts in uh, California and it's all about you know, the money. Yeah, yeah. So what's interesting is is what you yeah. were saying earlier. This happened twenty years ago and nothing's changed. <laughs> like that event should have yeah, been like been. world globe like worldwide earth shattering news. You know. Yeah, everyone should know about it like should have known about it, you know, it should have been massive. It well, you know, being a being an ex ABC newsman, you know, I was looking at the place packed, you know, all the different reporters were there, the 22 cameras and everything. And I, you know, I, and after my experience being on CBS uh, and other networks, every time I said, you know, anything about infiltration, they cut me off, you know, of course. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I started to really research, you know, this whole thing about the Nazi infiltration, you know, setting up the Bilderberg meetings, which uh, along with the Council on Foreign Relations, which they set it up in 1954 during Eisenhower's administration uh, and the Trilateral Commission, they basically control the narrative and talking points for the six corporations of all of these different channel outlets that most people look at, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, Washington Time, Washington Post, Post uh, yeah, the New York Times, all, all of them. Yeah, all of them. Uh, they have like, you know, 100 outlets. And when people look at it, and they all have the same talking points and the same narrative. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it becomes clear that we have an enemy 
of the people that has been infiltrated into our country that is using our mainstream media system in, in uh, against the interests of 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 our of our people mm-hmm. uh, you know and, and you know just recently i'm looking at you know what what the mainstream media has been pushing for the last year and i won't say anything because the key words you know uh you know what highly credible doctors and scientists are saying about you know any uh injections that uh modify our uh genetic code and and the effects that happen you know and people should research into that because these people are not baseless conspiracy theorists these people are like high level you know vice ex-vice president of pfizer head of you know different people who are highly credible are trying to warn the people what the mainstream narrative is doing counter narratives and the censorship as you're well aware of uh is 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 rampant to try to keep this but we won't go into that subject because we know (laughs) the channel will get the yeah well, like the other yeah. one about the 17th letter of the alphabet, which I'd like to go into it a little bit. Sure. Well, yeah, and, and we can. Um, but you you said it, you put it best in one of your uh, previous interviews. I just caught irregular warfare is what we're looking at. This is this is a war. I mean, it really is in every sense of the word. It's just not very apparent if you're not paying attention. But if you're paying exactly. attention, it couldn't be more obvious. It's actually scary and it's concerning and that's why we're doing shows like this so we can at least spread the word and it's got to help somehow affect the collective <laughs> consciousness just you know just by talking about it so thank you for c- coming forward and doing all these interviews lately because i mean it's like you're kind of being called on right now but this is what we're here for the feeling feeling is very mutual um I, i'd like to share something that i you know i've been researching you know i'm one of the old uh, you know a lot of the witnesses are no longer around, you know, Commander Graham Bethune, who also had an experience as a pilot with UFOs coming up. Uh, you know, he passed away. Um, Carl Wolf, who talked about the bases on the other side of the moon, he was yes. on his bicycle and a big truck came around and ran him over and killed him. Uh, and, and he said at the end of his testimony, he says, and here it is 30 years ago today, and I hope to hear it on the evening news, but you never heard it on the evening news. Um, and then my, my good friend Clifford Stone, who I did shows with, um, you know, he was a crash retrieval team member. And by the time he got out in 1989, they had a book that, you know, different species, uh, carbon based, silicone based, you know, that you, you have to treat them in different ways. Uh, 57 different species. Um, and then, uh, just recently in the last, uh, two weeks or so, um, Mark McClandish, uh, who, uh, talked about the, uh, alien reproduction vehicles that, uh, was witnessed at, uh, 1988 at Norton Air Force Base, three of them hovering off the ground. They were called alien reproduction vehicles that, uh, uh we're using uh high voltage and uh mercury column configuration that could go faster than the speed of light and these were made back in the 1950s this was like an antique show sure um he was recently ruled a suicide with a shotgun blast to the head oh no uh, i didn't realize that actually he was yeah he was in 
yeah english oh wow so he was in above majestic or cosmic secret one of the two above majestic and he was talking about breakaway civilizations i believe and Mm -hmm. and uh he's like either it's all bogus or this is really happening other planets with humans all uh, very similar looking technology it's like um i don't know it's just really interesting i had no idea that he had that he had shot himself if that's actually what happened Right. There's five intelligence agencies looking into uh, what happened. (laughs) That tells you something anyway. Mm, um, And it's believed, and I have to confirm this, that he may have been uh, planning on testifying in the upcoming, we're talking about the 180 day uh, disclosure coming up in June with the Senate uh, on the UFO UAP. what he has to say revealing that we've had technologies back in the 50s developed um I, you know i've been looking at i've been researching this stuff a lot in the last 20 years looking at all the documents all the witness testimonies looking at what possible agendas you know certain narratives and when you look at things that come out of the new york times new york times is central to one of the you know it's like cnn level you know uh of the information whatever they get green lighted and you remember the tic tac that mm-hmm. back in 2017 it got saturated across all of the networks you know yeah. and you know at the highest level it got got the go-ahead for full uh into the public's awareness and so that whole narrative would be destroyed by uh, uh u.s air force specialist uh mike tuber who came out and testified that the Tic Tac that the Navy back in the 2004 Nimitz incident yeah. uh, was actually made in the Palmdale, California Lockheed facility that could go 24,000 miles per hour and about 500 miles per hour under the water. And he has all of a sudden turned around and said, oh, I made the whole story up. It's like no. as though somebody met with him and gave him an offer he couldn't refuse, right? Well... And- that might have been to save his own life too. You never know. <clears throat> well, th- think about it. These two testimonies of Mark McCandish and Mike Tuber, both of them, what they do is destroy the whole narrative that is coming out with uh, the Pentagon program, the advanced aerial threat phenomena that's highly promoted, even went on the History Channel, the Unidentified series, and with the alien the w- threat narrative. The threat, yeah. I said, notice the word threat is in there. That's huge because continually i watched the whole series i must have repeated the word alien threat like a hundred times you know and get it in the the threat thing now if if we find out that it's actually made in usa by lockheed contractors uh it kind of blows that whole narrative out and we know that the the false flag of uh that was revealed on vernon von braun's deathbed that they had the technology to pull it off to do a false flag um yeah. you know it just it's just kind of suspicious uh, that's what i'm saying i don't have any proof of any of this but i'm looking at the agendas that could potentially be behind um what is happening and why i look anything that comes out of cnn new york times any of those things that come out and get highly promoted it immediately catches a red flag for me to scrutinize and, and look at what they're saying, such as uh, bingo. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the Tic Tac is uh, we had um, John D'Souza on and, and he's like, guys, it's it's a uh, it's a, just a very advanced black budget drone. Mm-hmm. It's made by us. And 
and he said, I'm not, he's him, Michael Sala, somebody else. They all came to the same conclusion. Um, this is not unknown ET threat. Yeah. But it's unknown to the mainstream. To the people aren't paying attention. Narrative yeah. of, because it's technology that's not supposed to exist. We're not supposed, you know. Yeah. It's, well, it's anti-gravity. And, and it's even unknown to the pilots. Yeah. Who, who witnessed it. Well, maybe, I don't know all that, but, and continue. I know you were oh, well, look at the narrative that came out of the New York Times later. Uh, I'm not exactly sure of the date, but uh, they were talking about uh, Dr. Eric Davis, who um, <laughs> he published a couple of uh, Defense Intelligence Agency documents on uh, the theoretical physics of uh, transversible wormholes and warp drives. I mean, you know, whew, you know, like way over most people's uh, understanding. And he was briefing. Uh, people in the defense intelligence uh, regarding the re retrievals that we've done and uh and saying we haven't made much progress uh it, it's just kind of interesting that um uh after admiral wilson was you know the head of head of intelligence for the joint chiefs of staff after he was denied access in 2002, he met with Dr. Eric Davis outside of the EG&G building that flies everybody up to Area 51 S4 uh, in the Admiral's limo, and he probably had a tape recorder because he transcribed the whole thing, and it went on the internet all over the place. You guys probably saw it. Um, basically, the corporations, probably most likely Lockheed or something, uh, that were denying because he was not on, they call it the bigot list. You're, only certain people are allowed on these to access these unacknowledged special access programs. And these programs are, are hidden like layers of an onion into other special access programs. So most people can't find them. Um, he, um, he was told that, oh, progress has been really slow. We, we, we probably, you know, hardly any progress, if niddle at all, has been made, you know, over the years, you know. And you know that's disinformation, you know, just like, you know, when I met with, with Robert Lazar, he's talking about Operation Looking Glass. Oh, you can only look at a couple of milliseconds in the future past, you know, it's not, you can, little time distortions. Uh, and, uh, you know, as far as his, you know, when compartmented operations, they don't tell you everything that's going on around you. That's you how know, they so, keep it secret so anyway. He had no idea of that, you know, the uh, Mark McCandish's testimony that we've had uh, anti-gravity faster than light craft going back all the way to the 50s. And as you mentioned, uh, the U.S. Navy's secret space program. Yeah. It inspired, this event inspired Dr. Michael Sala, who's a good friend, um, also inspired a hacker over in the UK, Gary McKinnon. Gary McKinnon, who, yeah. Uh, yeah. He hacked into the uh, US Naval Space Command and found uh, the Solar Warden Navy program that you know had fleet-to-fleet -fleet transfers, non-terrestrial officers, uh, you know, in a picture of a, of a huge cigar-shaped uh, space know, cruiser. Exactly. And you know, what's interesting is I used to go to a local MUFON meeting once a month, and they were talking about this uh, A guy I know he is an ethical hacker, and he was breaking down the Gary McKinnon thing. And the argument against that non terrestrial officers just means that it's humans working off planet. That's what they're trying to say. It's not actually ETs. It just means that they're not working 
off in, here on earth. So it's interesting to hear the argument against it because me, I automatically think of ET. Not, I mean, I don't know. What do you make of that? Well, you know, it's interesting that the head of the Israeli space program comes out and says we already have operations on Mars and our joint ET. The Galactic uh, Federation. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like I said, I'm I'm uh, like where I was going. I'm an, I'm an old 20th century witness. Right. I mean, ever since the uh, year 2000, you've got the 21st century witnesses that are coming out claiming to have 20 and back tour dirty in the secret space program where i've been i've been researching all these mm, testimonies my and uh yeah yeah it's it's highly fascinating you know uh which the navy launched uh back in the early 1980s with the help of the nordic uh race which had extremely you know this stuff is so sound science fiction like that it keeps its own best secrecy you know people think you know this is like this crazy made up stuff but uh well there's no know, paper trail there's no paper trail for any of it and these guys are being mind wiped um it's designed it's designed to remain secret like they they never plan on disclosing it so they're not intentionally not leaving a trail so when you do try and do your own research you only have testimony and maybe a leaked document here or there but yeah, the, the secret space program witnesses don't have any documentation. They can't prove it. They can't bring anything. They can't show anything, you know, but all of them are having, uh, you know, uh, basically they get recruited when they're a teenager. Um, they get taken on a separate timeline. They do their 20 year service duty. Then their age and time regress back to the point where they were enlisted on this timeline. And then as they're going along on this timeline, after 20 years goes by, that's why 1980, 2000, like the first was Michael Ralph that started to have total, total recall, you know, kind of like the movie Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, there's uh, two witnesses that I thought were kind of interesting. They were talking about the 17th letter of the alphabet. What happened was um, uh, Eisenhower, after he was denied access, uh, you know, here's a five-star general that, uh, you know, he planned the Normandy invasion, you know, it's like, he's not going to put up with this stuff. So he, uh, he set up a, a secret U.S. Marine Corps intelligence unit that would in the future act as an institutional safeguard because you know him and kennedy knew what was going on um and two of the witness testimonies i like to it's like really super short um what uh, let's see i have the notes up here so two of the witnesses of what exactly yeah, yeah there's two uh, two secret space program witnesses oh, that were SSP. in the in the uh, u.s marine corps uh, special section uh one was michael jerloff and the other one was randy kramer who you're aware mm -hmm. of yeah oh yeah uh michael jerloff says uh quote a secret government so to speak had come into being surrounding all the secrecy surrounding the military industrial complex and they in some way had lost control of that and in a sense there was a secret government operating behind the scenes i believe eisenhower and the good men and women that were of like mind who didn't want to lose their souls who did not want to see this occur but realized it was 
already kind of late on some level. My memories as an intelligence officer, the briefings that I attended, the things that I learned was that there was a plan put in place. It was going to be a very long-term plan, much further down the road into our future, where this information was going to be brought out. That was from Michael Gerloff. And, he, and, then, and he's, do you think he's referring to 17? That plan? Uh, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting that uh, both him and Randy Kramer, uh, and then Randy Kramer says, quote, the U.S. Marine Corps Special Section was created by a secret executive order by President Eisenhower as a kind of institutional safeguard, unquote. And so this future institutional safeguard, we know that there was a plan put in place, a 16-year plan, which you're probably familiar with. Obama was first oh, yeah. to do the first eight, and then Hillary was supposed to bring us in the new world order. They're still trying the to pull eight. it off, but... <laughs> either yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah up for now. lost time isn't he yeah um exactly. so um yeah in uh, late 2017 all of a sudden you know because all of the mainstream media is completely controlled and big tech as well uh they had to use back channels of the internet in order to convey these ideas and awaken to the public of these operations that are going on and i would say it's uh it's you know we don't have any proof that what these two witnesses were saying is related but it sure uh looks like military intelligence operations surfacing to per it definitely seems that our constitutional republic is under a grave threat and uh if anybody hasn't noticed um you know so it would it would make sense that uh the three years of, of postings that uh had some uh you know i've read them all uh had some very uh revealing information that you know a lot of people did their own due diligence and their own research that's why i recommend everybody don't follow any particular person do your own research uh, i put my notes up online at the webmatrix.net and it's just basically a chronology from the year 1900 to present day that you know just plugged in all the documents all the witness testimonies because i was trying to understand this myself mm -hmm. why what happened back in May 9, 2001, over 20 years ago, why the public wasn't alerted to uh, what Admiral Wilson wanted the, wanted the public to know about, and that these operations are illegal that have infiltrated into our country, going, and it stems all the way back to the end of World War II in Nazi Germany. Yeah. Now, what, yeah. Are, your, what are your thoughts on the... Um... So, well, first of all, do you have any more insight in the, as far as the testimony goes on bases on the backside of the moon? Um, do you, I'm, I'm just curious about what was actually said, what was disclosed uh, as far as that goes, and your thoughts on the actual Apollo missions? Sure. Um, well, you know, Carl Wolf, when he was in the Air Force, he, uh, had a secret clearance and was working at uh, the NSA NASA facility that uh, they were doing the lunar uh, orbiter project where they're making a mosaic of the moon before they were planning on doing the, you know, the, the moon trip in 1969. 
he was in a photographic room and apparently they had some difficulty with some of the equipment and he was a specialist on that. And the co-worker, he was a cure compartmented area, started to lay down these photographs. He says, by the way, we've uh, discovered a base on the other side of the moon. And he started laying down these photographs of domes, mushroom-shaped buildings, towers, you know, all on the dark side of the moon or the yeah. obscured side that we don't see. Um, he was afraid for his life um, at that point. They realized they broke compartmentalized security. Um, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, the, uh, it, it supposedly, you know, according to the documents, uh, Nazi Germany had by August of 1942, you know, you can imagine if they had anti-gravity craft developed and functional, yeah. uh, 1934, that of course they would start a base on the moon and Mars. And, yeah and mars exactly and, and it's my understanding that um well from other uh, um, whistleblowers that one of the bases actually was swastika shaped on the moon correct yeah mm -hmm. and which tells you it's the germans and i think the germans are actually have a presence in space that goes far beyond the moon too in this you know within the secret space program and Hollywood, it always comes out like with movies like Iron Sky, you yes. know, yeah. <laughs> except they got the dates wrong. And uh, but yeah, <laughs> well, they don't tell you everything, but they put out the, the general concept. Yeah, as science fiction, but it's a way of like, I don't know, predictive programming or it's just they have to tell you what they're doing type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I was quite, you know, as a, as a kid, I was kind of a Star Trek fan, you know, I thought it was kind of cool, you know when it came out with captain kirk and everything like that i find out later and uh the outer limits was one of my favorite shows back then that leslie stevens creator of outer limits gave the script to gene roddenberry for star trek and leslie stevens was an office naval intelligence and his father was admiral leslie stevens who the contemporary of admiral rickel boda who was meeting uh, with the 29 Navy spies at Naval Air Station San Diego, where my dad was working at the exact time. In fact, I sent uh, Dr. Sala the book from my father from back in that time when uh, Forrestal and Truman were, you know, in, <coughs> in, in office. And uh, they were uh, attempting to uh, understand the hieroglyphics and the uh and the plans that these spies were bringing back and you know That's Tompkins funny. was uh basically an information disseminator it was flying to these corporations and they were all you know we were trying to catch up the this whole thing happened because uh what year was it 19 uh I can't remember the exact year but one navy spy over in Germany happened to discover the anti-gravity craft that the Nazis were doing and jumped the chain of command. You're not supposed to do that in the military. It went directly to uh, you know, uh, the Secretary of the Navy, James Forrestal, and James Forrestal initiated that program. And so um, we were desperately trying to catch up. And this is how the Nazis were able to um, because of that 20 year technological advancement, this is how, and you know, after what happened at uh, 
you know, with Admiral Byrd and Operation High Jump, you know, that basically ended up like a like a surrender type of agreement. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very fascinating what took place back then. And I've recently came across some information, absolutely no way to verify it, but there, there's information now saying that um, the spies were discovering this stuff in Germany just because the majority of the U.S. was unaware of it. But allegedly there was some very high ranking U.S. Uh, military officials already working with the Germans prior to the war. And so it was just a different faction of of soldiers and spies discovering this information and but in the meantime they were already working together i don't know if that's true but it could be i mean it's so important to control the perception of the public you know this whole plan to you know (laughs) you know took over our education and uh and and the media they started with operation mockingbird 1950 with 400 journalists now uh, you know, they they have it so fine-tuned, so polished that, you know, a person watching, you know, the evening news and things, you know, it's like, it, it doesn't even cross your mind that all this is being fabricated toward an agenda that mm-hmm. is being used against the American people. And, you know, when you when you grow up, your parents watch television, right? And you watch as a kid, you watch television, they they're trusting what they see on TV. And as you grow into adulthood, you kind of take that along with you. And you just, you know, watch TV, what's what's new, you know, you know, there's got to be people that are fact checking, you know, what's going on, you know, there can't be fake news on here. Uh, And so people just naturally, um, naturally trust what they see on TV until they start noticing certain glitches in information and have this little cognitive dissonance going on with this isn't this is this i know for sure is happening and but the news people are saying uh, just the opposite you know and it doesn't make sense and then you know like um uh what was his name brandon it was the walkaway movement uh it was kind of interesting story he uh he was like a liberal for hillary left-wing person and uh a family member uh, if with somebody other than a family member he probably wouldn't have done it but he says oh no cnn's fabricating this making it up and no they're not and so he took it on as a challenge and uh found out indeed they were fabricating it and all of a sudden he flipped 180 degrees and started the walkaway movement Mm -hmm. you know uh because once a person's found finds out that you're being lied to uh people get pissed off Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is that's not a very hard challenge to debunk CNN. (laughs) It's really not, especially anymore. It's actually like almost laughable while you just see right through it. But uh, yeah. Thank you, Project Veritas, you know, is like uh, coming out saying, you know, yeah, we're using propaganda, fear sells. Yeah, we've been hammering the the COVID thing to the ground. Now, the next thing we're going to be push is... uh, is climate change watch for climate change you know so you know now you start hearing in the news you know everything you know climate change climate change you know it's like the the narrative in other words they they beat the uh you know the scamdemic to the ground and then they shift over to the next new narrative yeah no you know, yeah, yeah they're always exactly. keep they want us in survival mode all the time 
They want us mm -hmm. to never question authority. Uh, that's that's what we're taught that as a young age. So we just blindly believe and that everybody who is officially recognized as authority is says all be all, you know, which is not the case at all. Some of these people it's, actually have no right in that position. It's all programming and mind control, essentially. And mm -hmm. yeah, until you break out of that, you're going to believe what's on the news. You're going to believe what the authorities tell you blindly, just because that's our entire lives. That's how we're programmed through society through all of society so mm. i mean it in one sense it's like of course you know the way of course so many people are believe even though there's so you know so many p things that come out that show the news cnn and then the news are lying to you that prove it that they make stuff up that uh, whistleblowers everything else you know it's almost like how are people how are people not caught on yet you know like yeah how is how is it that most people are still believing the news still watching the news and still believing uh the authorities and like not questioning not being like okay what's the agenda here you know mm -hmm. like we do um, and, and they weaponize it too you know yeah. so when you when some so like you're let's say you have family members that are totally believe what they see on television and this uh, everything else is baseless conspiracy theories you know yeah uh the, what they do is they weaponize it in a way that kind of uh pigeonhole or categorizes anybody that questions the narrative with certain talking points that will come back you know it's like yeah uh, uh brzezinski who co-founded with rockefeller the trilateral one of the three major controls of the media he said you know soon the public will only be able to parrot what they heard on the, on the evening previous right. evening news and this is what's yeah. happening with some people yes. they just parroting exactly. what the talking points are that the media is saying to counter the uh the uh the narrative that's kind of exposing the lies Yes, mm -hmm. that's exactly what's happening. Uh, and it when is. you do find yourself debating with somebody, you re you quickly see where they're coming from or where they're getting their information. You just look at CNN or major, you're like, oh, they're just repeating exactly what all the mainstream yeah. uh, media is putting out there. So, yeah, it's so obvious. It's like, okay, that's where they're getting their information. They're just parroting it. Um, you know. Going back to, I wanted to, uh, back to the moon stuff. I was going to ask you on <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> well, the moon. <laughs> we got away from it a little bit. I, my main question was, what are your thoughts on the actual, um, you know, how it's allegedly a hoax, like the whole Apollo missions and it was filmed in a studio by Stanley Kubrick, which is actually like very true that there was some footage filmed there. But did we we actually went, but the, what we were shown was just from the studio. Is that what you think happened or do you? I've done a lot of research into that area. Um, well, you know, they they say, well, it's a Van Allen belt, and so they can't go through. So they mm -hmm. actually uh, were just in low Earth orbit. And they didn't really to go on the moon. They just came back, but that's not true. They did go to the moon. Um, we did go to the moon, uh, and you know, uh, William Tompkins, who was working at TRW at the time, he had the uh, live video feed. And, you know, as you had an interview with uh, <clears throat> Jordan Sather talking about, you know, his photographic memory, uh, he drew out what he saw. And it was like the, the lunar module was like this speck. And he had this 
huge craft laying all along the far edge of the crowd. I mean, huge uh, Draco reptilian or whatever they were, uh, spacecraft that were warning them to get off the moon. And what happened was they already knew ahead of time that they were going to possibly run into something that they didn't want the public to see. Mm-hmm. Now, they, of course, they have a time delay to cut the feed. And uh, they blamed it on a uh, overheated camera, but they had studio footage as, you know, there's lots of discrepancies, you know, in the, in the things. Sure. That's why the studio footage was, was dropped in in order to cover for that which coincidentally NASA has oh lost and they can't find it. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, they lost. <laughs> I, yeah, How I do you lose uh, that? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we know they went to the moon and we know that uh, Neil Armstrong was saying, oh my God, you know, there's, there's crap on the yeah. others lined up on the far side of the crater. These babies are huge, you know. Uh, the public didn't hear that. But, you know, myself being... Uh, you know, amateur radio operator. Uh, they had ham radio operators with their directional antennas. You know, you have a directional antenna, you have to track. If you're off a little bit, you can't pick up the signal. So they were tracking the moon and they were tracking the signal, and they were listening to the direct feed coming from Neil Armstrong. And so I looked everywhere to try to see if, you know, the internet probably got well scrubbed, you know, but uh, several uh, testimonies that uh, that was heard by the amateur radio operators. Um, And so we did go to the moon. Studio footage was dropped in. We were warned. We said we could finish the last. They knew they had to do a couple more missions. So they finished that. And that's why we haven't been back. Yeah, and I've seen footage of people, astronauts from other Apollo missions being approached, um, being asked to put their hand on the Bible and swear that they've been on the surface yeah. of the moon and they've like almost run away, like like fight or flight kicks in and they won't talk to that person. So I'm, I'm almost like, it makes me wonder, like some of these guys were like paid off to maybe be part of the hoax. Not everybody, but on some of the later missions, just to keep the dog and pony show going. And think about the moon in its tidal lock orbit, which is, you know, I mean, it's huge compared to other moons and other planets. And, and, and none of the other planets have tidal lock moons. And the fact that, uh, you know, William Tompkins said, well, first of all, it's, it's not a moon. Mm-hmm. And second of all, it's not ours. our moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, when they did the test, you know, the thing rings like a bell, it's hollow yes. and it's a metallic. Yeah, there it was, it was parked. It was brought here apparently a long time ago. It was it's a ship, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah basically an alien here. spaceship in tidal lock orbit tidal around locked. our planet that wasn't yeah. here, according to ancient records. There was yeah. a time when before there was a moon. So yeah. Um, well, so that's a little bit of what I know about the uh, about the about the moon. Um, what's interesting too is that I've seen footage, multiple videos of people who who have just a fairly decent telescope on their camera filming the moon. You can see craft, sometimes a whole fleet of craft mm-hmm. flying. Right. I mean, you could probably do this yourself if you just had a, a mediocre telescope and you were able to film it. You could probably capture this yourself because. It's, it's very busy up there. 
I've seen videos of like little, almost like little mini portals, like cl- opening and closing and craft like showing up. And that's what we're seeing on the side that's visible yeah. to us. So just imagine mm-hmm. what's going on the other side. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've got an eight inch Smith Cassegrain. I've got to get out in the back. I live off the grid out in the mountains, uh, you know, way away from the city lights and everything. So it's sort of an ideal spot to, uh, there you go. I wanted to get some kind of high resolution camera so I don't have to freeze out there and I can just watch on my big screen, you know, <laughs> yeah. watch, watch the reptilian craft, you know, come over the. Yeah. Region. <laughs> yeah totally now as far as um any like et or uf or not besides the what you saw in the navy uh, or that report any et or ufo experiences of your own no oh boy yeah uh in 1977 i uh <laughs> yeah i was out in the mountains with a girlfriend and uh, we were camping off the beaten path and uh I felt I was out collecting, it was at night collecting some firewood out in the mountains uh, uh, east of San Diego. And uh, I felt something from the sky. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like this pure intelligence, like, uh, like a presence, you know? And so I, I reached my, my hand out to the sky. You know, it was so strong that I said, it, it, somebody is for the hell of it. You know, is somebody out there? And a uh, craft came down and was uh, not close. It was far away, but it started and it was going up and down like, yes. And it was scintillating different colors. I called the girlfriend over and she was kind of freaked out about it and didn't want to. I, I kind of wanted them to come in closer Mm-hmm. um all this happened uh this is a pretty wild crazy story you know because ever since my 1969 experience with the navy trying to figure out what was that, i looked in the san francisco chronicle afterward to see if there's some kind of mention of it um it was a ufo meeting and there was a, a woman that supposedly had space contact and i was kind of curious about the whole thing and uh i was sitting for the first time i went to, to a ufo meeting and uh there was a guy in the front row looked like a hitman from the mafia it didn't fit in with the rest of the group right and uh afterward lunch break met her out by her van and he was out there with a cigarette and he was saying look i think you guys are a bunch of kooks you know but i gotta i gotta tell somebody i don't know i think i'm losing my mind you know and i'm just kind of listening you know and and this this uh this sounds crazy you know i know but the space being was talking through her and she actually took pictures that were uh published in omni magazine that were authenticated of the spacecraft and what happened was he was out in the mountains hunting and he got up early and was going out hunting and a, a ship came down and beings came out and he went to point his gun at them they must have seen him and they immediately what he described as, he must have knew what could get his attention. And they locked his brain up with the thought of a million dollars. All he could thought was a million dollars, you know, and they took him on board and did something with lights on him. And all of a sudden he's bending spoons, remembering past lives, developing a love for mankind. His buddies can't relate to him anymore. Um, and so, um, yeah, I'm listening to this. And, uh, and so I'm kind of interested about, about, uh, this woman and so i had some property outside san diego and so 
I was talking to this being that was talking through her and so, that, was so gonna, that was it was talking through her and not the guy through her right okay, right okay. yeah that different thing and I uh went out I drove with with her and she could see them you know her sight was developed and I couldn't it was like clear blue sky and uh and she says yeah there's a whole flotilla up there and uh you know there's a whole bunch of them and they're in another dimension and you know i'm trying to stay real grounded and i'm looking up and uh through her windshield and out of the clear blue sky came a laser beam flashed at me and it was like it had a feeling of love behind it and then she's saying oh it's a a family of yours they've contacted you oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of like uh and then and then later, um, I had this experience with a, um, if you, uh, if you go to marcelvogel.org, I have a detail of it, but it was with a being that conveyed, uh, it was, I had a Kundalini opening experience and the oh, being wow. conveyed this geometry of consciousness, which I didn't know anything. I didn't even know what, pathetic, what platonic solids were and what the being conveyed um you know left this burning passion in me to try to understand what does consciousness have to do with geometry you know mm. um and okay. so i sought out the only person on the planet uh, which which was the ibm's head scientist who had an unusual experience uh that set up a laboratory researching quartz crystals and water a full-on laboratory with electron microscopes spectrophotometers i helped set up the laboratory and so anyway, that's like a, for another show, but, uh, you know, so that was, uh, and then, uh, I worked for the government for about 13 years, Naval Electronic Engineering Center on all their electronics and satellite stuff. Uh, after I left, I went with my brother up to, uh, the Hopi nation. He had a 107 year old Hopi Indian chief friend. Mm -hmm. And so I was driving up, uh, driving up through the mountain at night it was driving for many hours i'm getting kind of tired and so i pulled off the side of the road and all of a sudden my door flies open you know my brother opened the door and he yanks me out on the road and, and he, he got out and was stretching i was just sitting in the, in the driver's seat and he's saying look 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 and he must have seen it when it was starting to come up and it went right overhead it was about looked about 50 feet in diameter uh totally quiet um it was it was whitish with kind of a greenish hue to it completely quiet and then went out across the desert and then this right angle turn like that and it was kind of interesting when i looked up at it it was probably about 100 feet above us uh after it left the sky uh you know i wasn't smoking pot or on acid or anything like that uh but the sky like had these psychedelic patterns and i find out later that the brain when it's exposed to a high magnetic field will have these geometric patterns and things you know i thought it was kind of interesting wow but um yeah that's a couple of uh first-hand experiences i don't normally talk about in relationship to what i do <laughs> you know, well, I appreciate you sharing it. I mean, it's actually important because there's probably a lot more happening that you don't even remember as well. And, or there could be, 
you could be getting downloaded information or, or whatever might be happening during these encounters. Um, that's a, a friend said that when I was in San Diego, I was out on the street and she said a, a, a saucer came over and a, and a blue beam came down and I don't remember it. And she swears by it. It happened. Um, and then uh, after after the disclosure project conference, I, I had lunch with Jaime Musan, who's uh, kind of the, the 60 Minutes guy in Mexico. He invited me to come down to Mexico on Telemundo television. So they had a group of about 6,000 people. I was with, um, oh, uh, Dr. What's his name? Anyway, he had the alien breathe. <laughs> it's like it's a crazy thing. Anyway, I was on Telemundo television uh, with uh, Jaime Musan. And we were talking about, you know, that we have these technologies that alleviate the, the pollution that's happening in Mexico City and everything. And I brought a friend who speaks Spanish, you know, since I muy poquito español. Uh, and so I had a little convertible Porsche and we're going back across the border and I, I have a, a regular mechanical clock that's in there. And it was midnight when we left and the freeways were totally clear. And I had the top off. It was a summer night. It was really nice. And so I'm flying down the freeway, exceeding the speed limit of usual. Um, and our, our homes are 30 to 45 minutes away at the most. We both got home at 4 a.m. And we, you know, there was like three hours of missing time sure. wow. that neither one of us you know didn't make any sense you know yeah. or yeah i've experienced that myself uh just where did the where did the time go yeah it really makes you wonder and it's a and, very common mm -hmm. thing just with yeah yeah people experiencing that um yeah i was at east eddie and i woke up in the middle of the night it was like 3 14 i got up to go pee i came back couldn't fall asleep looked at my phone and it was six o'clock in the morning yeah and i was like that, yeah. and but i remember waking up and feeling like the whole room was like in this vortex and it was really weird and i just don't know what happened but i, I was so blown away because i was like i was i felt like i'd still i missed an entire half a night of sleep and you know i was like well i guess i'm starting my day now you're like how is it 6 a.m yeah, yeah. Um, preparing you to do these shows yeah yeah yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> exactly so is there anything um any updates or anything that you uh, haven't shared yet or that um, that you're willing to talk about? Oh, I'm just, I'm suspiciously looking at the, uh, you know, the Senate hearing that's coming up in June, which way they're going to spin the narrative. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, there's some group that uh, believe all extraterrestrials are benevolent. Mm -hmm. And there seems to be a connection with the Vatican there and on other certain people. And, you know, there's definitely indications, you know, like Phil Snyder and uh, William Tompkins. And you know, I could go on, you know, that there is a predatory race. Uh, you know, I believe that most of them are benevolent uh, or benign sure. uh, in the universe. But, uh, you know, I'm not. I think it's. Uh, <sighs> there's always a few I, bad seeds. To, you know, to assume to assume you know that there is not uh, any any anything that's uh, predatory in the universe uh, is kind of presumptuous, I think. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it. Well, I guess we'll see. I'm very curious. I think on speaking of 60 minutes, like we, uh, I think on 60 minutes this week they're going to be covering this UFO disclosure or this. No, it's not UFO anymore. It's UAP, right? Oh, yeah. Unidentified aerial Re rebranding it, yeah, because yeah. because yeah. the UFO hang has a, a stigma to it, you know. So they rebranding it, yeah. You know. So they're going to be covering that on sixty minutes. So I guess we're going to get a preview of what to expect, which we already know. I already know they're the, the it's it's telling the people that the mainstream has on to discuss this subject um, aren't the right people because you know the i forgot what his name is he's the director of the documentary of he directed the bob lazar documentary oh jeremy corbell yeah jeremy corbell um mm -hmm. yeah he's still pushing the narrative like it's an unknown species we have no idea where this is coming from this is not hmm. our technology that's what I, that's what they were saying he was saying on fox i'm like you know next i mean come on that that's what yeah. we're gonna get but well, I believe Bob Lazar completely. Um, he he, oh, yeah. he has been one hundred percent consistent. You know, uh, you know. I recommend you know check out the webmatrix.net at nineteen ninety three and watch the two hours. It's also transcribed there, so you can compare notes. Um, and you know, every all my notes have references, so that you know you can compare with your own notes you know don't go by everything i have you know but compare with your own notes and research this for yourself and uh it, it's it's amazing people who do a lot of in-depth research you know and i know i can tell you guys have been uh around the block with this information mm -hmm. um you know we all kind of come to uh, somewhat similar conclusions you know the the truth has this ability to to resonate yes yes you, you said it well, the uh, so the interesting thing to me is that we so we've got like clearly the powers that be on the planet are wanting to dis start this disclosure, but obviously a controlled, very controlled, narrow thing that fits their agenda. You know, they're going to tell us and and focus on the threat aspects as we talked about. Um, toward an agenda toward an agenda and try to like funnel it into that but to me it's like for one that's i don't see you know like because you can only control so much you know and like people are gonna once people you're telling people hey there's ets that exist not only exist but they've been here whether you want to say they're still here or not you know they've been here and we have their technology and that's going to spark a cure you know like well you, wait what you know now I don't, they're gonna start you know and you can't diving more into that and you can't compete with the experiencers and yeah and then which, people are gonna start giving more credibility to yeah. experiencers like oh maybe they're not crazy mm -hmm. maybe they're not making this up maybe they actually had these experiences and uh two the the ufo sightings are just off the charts right now like it's crazy right like yeah that's... it's almost like the ets themselves are trying to it's accelerating their yeah. own disclosure like trying to be like we're just going to keep ramping up until you know mm -hmm. there's no way you can hide this anymore and and they're not hiding it they're just not covering it you know but yeah but but like the easy like i'm talking like the ships there because there's the ones that are ours that are technology yeah uh, but clearly the ones that just are but like clearly energy ships and stuff like yes that. and that those settings are ramping up and it's almost like 
they can't just come down and like say, Hey, we're here, you know, mm-hmm. um, because of the whole free will and uh, that whole aspect. And also, cause we're still under this control, mm-hmm. but they're trying to do it in a way that like gets us raising our consciousness and asking more questions and becoming more aware of them like oh what are you know they can't nothing can stop like, what's coming right yeah that's what it, that's it's, what it's that's really what it comes down to is like yeah nothing can ultimately stop what uh yeah what like just everything's coming out what are your thoughts on yeah. the um potential of a false flag invasion um i'm sure you've heard about this uh, which false flag invasion? Like an ET alien invasion, like a fake. Oh, alien. oh, yeah, Werner von yeah. Braun's deathbed testimony. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's just kind of interesting in the uh, in that report with uh, uh, Dr. Eric Davis and Admiral Wilson. Uh, that transcription was saying that uh, the abductions are basically mill lab. A lot of mm-hmm. mill lab operations. Um, you know, and, you know, you look at, uh, you know, the leaked document of the Benson strategy group that was trying to salvage, uh, you know, Clinton's, uh, Hillary Clinton's, uh, uh, you know, election. Uh, one of the things, they, the biggest thing that they, they had on the list of all kinds of different things to do was uh, have a, an alien invasion, you know, mm-hmm. that would distract everybody. And, you know, you have to look at, the uh patents that the navy has been releasing i mean we have anti-gravity we have fusion reactors uh warp drives uh force fields you know anything you can imagine star trek releasing these incredible patents and this is something i had a lot i had 10 years experience with is after the bush administration denied the congressional hearing to bring forth the scientists that we had in these uh unacknowledged special access programs that could prove we have the zero point energy which by the way before the meeting in the pentagon um dr greer met with the cia director william Covey who is going to provide a zero point energy device that was extraterrestrial drive along with $50 million. And he's also going to testify that Israeli Mossad infiltrating into the CIA and that the CIA was doing this child sex trafficking operations. And he was found floating down the river face down in the Potomac uh, before being able to release that to Dr. Greer. But after the Bush administration denied the hearing, uh, Dr. Greer set up a corporation. There was six technical advisors, of which I was one. Everybody had multiple PhDs except myself. I flew around the planet, meaning we had a database of about 300 scientists and inventors that had, you know, the stuff they have in the black projects is like way beyond stuff that, you know, people make in their garage and or, or scientists come up with usually. Um, and so, you know, it's just one horror story after another. There's a sense, there's a secret system within the patent office called sensitive application warning system. Anybody's got anti-gravity, uh, free energy, anything along that line, they automatically get issued uh, a national security order, which states that your invention has been deemed to be a detriment to the national security of the United States. Therefore, we cannot, you, anybody you shared it with, you have to know their names and everything. So, um, you know, I could go on about all the different inventors and stuff that I've met with and the different devices and things. Um, 
for example, when I flew down to the Dominican Republic uh, with Professor Loiter, and we vetted this device that this uh, Mohawk Indian had had, had developed that uh, was producing out of one watt of power, 500 watts powering, uh, you know, light bulbs, fan, a boom blaster playing Caribbean music uh, for over an hour and a half. Uh, we documented that. Uh, I was going to fly back down with a professor to blueprint it out, and then we're going to send it out by five different carriers in case we get whacked on the way back. Um, just before we got there, he said two CIA agents showed up at the door and they said, you know, this works, you're dead. And so what happened was he totally disassembled the whole thing. That's one, one experience over many years of... Uh, you're better off just keeping your technology your discovery whatever uh secret as soon as as soon as you apply for a patent it's, it's it's over if you're if you know if they're not already tracking you somehow before that exactly and usually they get it just just before um like this one uh one scientist uh incredible mind uh yeah, he he had this small energy device making about 300 watts. He made 60,000 of them out of Japan. The cars were blowing up. They threw him in prison, got a national security order. I've been in contact with him since. He's, he's now he's got a more a, a different device <laughs> that's uh, more powerful. Um, yeah, and, you know, and some of these people are just incredible minds. You know, this one Dutch scientist had uh, the whole volume on the advanced calculus dynamics of electron flow and he proved we uh dr greer set up my fiance and i we were living in virginia in this apartment that we set up as a temporary lab in order to vet some of these scientists and things like that right. and so um he was able to prove his theories and show the operating and then he was found on the way going to to europe to patent it he was found dead in his car, you know, with a heart attack. Uh, it just one hard story after another. Uh, the Bedini brothers, I worked up in Idaho for years. He was like a modern day Tesla. Uh, both the brothers died mysteriously the same day. Uh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's, and it's not just that too. It's holistic doctors. It's anybody who's who's trying to anything that's progress our planet yeah because it all threatens yeah. the control structures yeah control system but um going back to what we were talking about the uh invasion um i just wonder if they're still trying to pull that off or or do you think something's actually been done to stop that well you know you're looking at all this alien threat language which certainly does seem to feed uh you know if if the public knows that we've had you know the technology to look like we're coming from outer space um then that totally kind of destroys that narrative though yeah. who to say who this is you know sure. um you know and uh and then you know the, you know some people think it's like all well, the saviors and other people say oh they're all demons you know and yeah. you know they have you have all these different um groups you could say of the ufo community that have different beliefs about what extraterrestrial life is about yeah. and uh some of them have agendas some are tied to possibly the vatican 
Some are tied to uh, the cabal, which the deep state, which is, you know, they, you know, as, as right after the National Press Club four months later, sure enough, like clockwork, we had the, the terrorist event. Which... And, and we know we have the technology to pull off a uh, asteroid event with the rods of God that are up there in space. Sure. Can, and, and suspiciously, all the observatories because of the COVID situation you know, shut have down. been shut yeah. down. You know, and so you just have to you have to pay attention and look at all these little indicators that could be laying the groundwork for a uh, for for a, an agenda with taking the information and spinning it. Yes, and that's a great point. I'm glad you brought up the observatory thing. So many people forgot about that, but they were all shut down at yeah. one time. And what happens is, you, you it, it forces you to rely on any space news. To come from nasa or or spacex now you know or whatever it is so they get to feed you that narrative um and talking about 9 11 we know that building was pre-rigged with explosives um i encountered right. i had a friend of mine i worked with forever he went crazy went crazy right started crazy. telling telling people that he was uh told me that he was recruited to go to mars right he started this was back in like 2016 i think he started giving me all of this information back before I knew anything, really. I was still very new to all this. He started telling me all this stuff about a fake invasion, about, about Trump and what he was going to do and Obama's the Antichrist and blah, 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 and things that were just over my head at the time. But he told me about a fake alien invasion. And he told me that all, a lot of these buildings, a lot of the, the buildings in these major cities are already pre-rigged with explosives. So if they use Project Blue Beam technology, they can fire a fake laser beam at the building, but set off the explosion, set off the bomb. And he was telling me all this stuff. Long story short, he told me he was leaving to go to Mars on a specific day. And after that day, I have lost all contact with him. I don't know what happened to him. As far as we know, he's a missing person. Um, I've had other guys that worked with him look for him. I don't know what happened to him. But uh, I didn't take anything he said seriously until I started. I learned about Laura Eisenhower being recruited to go to Mars. I'm like, well, wait, maybe there was yeah. something to what he She's was just saying. Skyping me on the side here. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> but um, I, I have to, I have to consider some of the things he said now, knowing what I, what I've learned, and and it still makes me wonder what, it, what the hell even happened to him. Oh, yeah, the witnesses all heard boom, 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 boom. And then, you know, I mean, for the whole thing to be dustified, the whole thing was turned into dust. Um, yeah. yeah, you have to, you know, um, yeah, there's so much, uh, you know, about the whole thing. And, uh, you know, General Stubblebine uh, talking about it wasn't a plane that hit the Pentagon. You know, he's a head of intelligence. So yeah, right. you got all these all these leaks of uh, information that... Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll all come out and show how, uh, you know, the public's been bamboozled for some time. Bamboozled. Yes. That's yeah, I like gonna, that word. That's what I'm going <laughs> to title this episode. Yeah. We've been bamboozled. <laughs> Deceived, tricked, lied to. Yeah. Because ultimately what we need is disclosure of how we've been lied to. And then, and then, okay, here's the real truth here's the, like the truth of what you should have been told this whole time you know 
and uh but then we need then it's like well once that happens that means all mainstream media is gone at least in the way it is now you know like we need and it, and it should be because when you look at uh, the foreign interference which they have proof of which mm -hmm. uh you know uh, mm -hmm. our uh, our president released to the director of national intelligence you know all the proof of the foreign interference the military has it all we appear to be under a provisional military and that uh you know uh they have all the all the evidence so it's just a matter of uh you know, it's just a matter of time that when all this is going to line up and, you know, but I think the period we're going through right now is for the people who haven't caught on. Yes. That what's going on. This is for, yeah, this is a, this is to let the people know what happens when the deep states in control of our government and yes. uh, yeah. what's going on. Showing them. Mm -hmm. You can't just tell you have, they have to be shown. Yeah. And then 17 yeah. said the end, it won't be for everyone or the end isn't for everyone. Well, mm -hmm. it's not for us anymore. It's for the, it's for everyone else who isn't aware yet. And Any 17 said, you can't tell the people about this. You have to show them. Yeah. And so this is, this is, this is, uh, you know, um, I mean, you know, like 63 executive orders signed up right away. And, you know, just all, all the things that are going on is like, that doesn't wake people up. I don't know. Signature um, is not even the same. I don't same. know what They're, will. Exactly. The, the entire thing's literally a show. It's, a, it's, we're being bamboozled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we can say something. No, um, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. And sharing. all the questions you have. I mean, we could keep going. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> keep going. It's up to you. Um, oh, I, I, I love questions. I love it when I love it when people ask questions. You I, know, I more people should ask questions. I, I actually do have a question that um, I'm, I'm very curious as to how did the, how why are you back? Like, what happened? All of a sudden, were you approached for an interview at this 20 year anniversary? Um, how did that play out? And why are you here again doing this? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just going for a blast this month of, uh, you know, just feeling like it's my, you know, I, in the, in the military, you're, you're sworn to protect the constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. This is definitely, we have a domestic enemy. You know, I served in combat action in Vietnam. That was a false flag operation. Hmm. Um, Weren't they all? you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, even though we may be preaching to the choir for the people that watch the channels that I go on, you know, the only, yeah, I'm not going to be on MSNBC or CNN, that's for sure. Uh, or if you are, you're, you're, you're going to be, uh, you know, sanitized and spun. Uh, I just feel like uh, there is this morphogenic field that all of us are connected to all our minds. And the more we are putting this out and talking about it and things like that you know just like uh you know people come up with inventions and ideas on the other side of the planet at the same time there's this uh collective mind that we're all like a, a fractal of that influences the other minds and i feel like in the process of uh you know talking about this that in some small way you know uh it's it's putting it out there to the collective mind to pay attention that this 
you know, there, there's something going on here that everyone needs to pay attention to. If you don't pay attention to it, then you'll be led down the narrative that they're leading everyone to. And that could be very dangerous for us because the people who have infiltrated and controlling our mainstream media outlets are going are are basically an enemy of the, of of our of our country mm -hmm. that are using the mainstream media, you know, it, weaponized against us, you know, and they uh, you have to look at the Nazi eugenics and big pharma, you know, that they came over into the pharmaceutical corporations. In fact, uh, William Tompkins said, you know, they came over in aerospace and everything else. And they also the major took, corporations. Over, took over the head of the pharmaceutical corporations. And so, you know, they've been, you know, Henry Kissinger and the rest of them, you know, talking about, you know, reducing the population by 90%, you know, the agenda 21, 2030, and all that. Uh, they've already laid out the plans that that's what they're going to do. They let you know what they're going to do before they, they do it. And they the literally people that are paying attention. Hell you, yeah. And, uh, you We're, know, can mm. alert us. Yes. Yeah. Like you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it, and it's very apparent. Like you said, it's obvious if you start looking for it. Um, what you just reminded me of something when we had John the Souza on one time, he talked about there was going to be a second wave of the virus, but it was going to it was going to be targeted at Indian people like from India. Mm. And what are we I'm seeing not... right now? The Indian variant of the virus yeah, being that's... being pushed. And I thought, holy shit, he was right. Yep. Like I was one, I didn't see it play out. I was like, well, maybe it didn't, it didn't play out, but they sure as a hell they're trying to push that. So, um, and they yeah, hear different, different things. I hear some people saying that they know people over in India and they're not seeing anything like what we're seeing on the news. So correct. it's good to question everything. Correct. But what is crazy right now is what's happening in Israel. That is war footage. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is, it's, scary people very, and they're, very and they're, not letting, they're not letting people leave so people are like having to hide from these missiles and stuff they're trying to intercept them but they can't intercept all of them um, another guy is coming forward saying that um, some of these buildings are specifically targeted to clear out the deep state and this is not necessarily a bad thing um, but i don't know i really don't know i don't really know either but uh but yeah um <laughs> um I, I you know i'm looking at what a lot of these scientists and doctors are saying and it looks like uh what is going into people's body is going to be progressing over the next several months it's like kind of like a a time bomb type of thing and that the people will be shedding and creating more uh, lethal strains that will come off that and affect those who are have not taken it into their body you know so um it's it's kind of concerning uh, i heard you know dr judy mitzkovitz <laughs> i pronounce her name said that suramin which is in pine needle tea uh it's something very inexpensive i got pine trees all around me you know you just cut some pine and uh, it acts as a uh as an antidote she says so i don't know um i'm not a doctor interesting <laughs> well i like laura eisenhower's take on the jab she thinks that there is a spiritual and a consciousness component to basically reverse it right like she's like 
we're being told this in this one in particular is irreversible. It's affecting our DNA. She thinks that um, if you're if you're on the right track, you can reverse this um, spiritually. Just just imagine if we had full disclosure where you know they release the technologies that are in the secret space program. I mean, we're talking about being able to materialize anything. Uh, yeah. everything's like a plasmatic universe they can take your dna frequency you can have your arm chopped off and regenerate it you can mm. be age reversed they yeah. can cure any disease sure. and so uh if these facilities are set up around the planet um you know there's not a, a reason to worry about population control there's plenty of room on this planet plus we have the technology to colonize those other places in the galaxy yeah mm -hmm. exactly. so it doesn't have to be this hellish hellish experience with wars you know just think we we had like a peace through the middle east uh, in the last administration uh yeah. now look at now look at the world and what's going on yeah i mean we could have like a heaven on earth if uh technologies that work in harmony uh with nature uh you know the the whole world could be transformed into a, an, an incredible paradise on earth if this these elements were um, fully exposed, recognized, dismantled, the technologies that have been withheld, like uh, Ben Rich, head of Lockheed Skunk Works, said in 1993, he said, any, we have the technology to take ET home. Anything you can imagine, uh, we can already do, except it would take an act of God to ever get them out of these black projects. And so uh, maybe it will take an act of God, you know, to uh, to to transform this planet that's been uh, technologically and spiritually hijacked. Couldn't have said yeah. it better myself. Very yeah. well said. Yeah, and I don't I don't know. I, I'm just, you say it will take an act of God. I just wonder, like the time. I don't see it happening very soon. I used to think when I got into this, I'm like, yes, full disclosure now. Rip the bandaid off. We can do this overnight. The way it's playing out right now, I, I realize it has to play out. Um, people need to be warmed up to this information. Like you said, they need to see it for themselves. And uh, it's yeah, not seeing, it, it, seeing it more is, in the news all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a negative time. And we just have to embrace that. That's the way it's going to be right now, because it has to play out this way. We're not going to save the world. We, we have to do what we can do to play our part. Right. But it's right. going to play out the way it's going to play out. And what we can do is manage the way we or manage how we respond to the negativity. Don't let it take us off our path. Don't let it bring us down. Don't get distracted by it. Do not emotionally react to these external events. Because when we do that, we're not, we're feeding their, we're feeding the negative energy back into the grid, the lower mm -hmm. light grid. So what we need to do is we need to really monitor and, and, um, Pay attention to how we're responding to what's taking place in the world. And if we can stay positive, that, that's going to be what, what the change is. That is such excellent advice. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I've got to have balance. You know, I've, you know, I'm working on my greenhouse project with aquaponic greenhouse and growing plants. And, you know, we're completely self-sufficient except for food. So I'm working on that. So it kind of gives me a balance, you know, to be out in nature and, you know, deep breathe, get some sunshine and, um, yeah uh sunshine that's a big one yeah yeah <laughs> notice how doctors are pushing they push vitamin d 
on people a lot. And if you think about, well, we, like, why not just tell them to go outside? They're, they're trying to make us scared of the sun, or if not block out the sun because of the climate change, right? So they're trying to replace sun. They're, they're trying to replace our sun with a pill, basically, is what is why I think doctors are always pushing vitamin D, vitamin D, uh, but they won't push any other they won't push any other like natural supplements or anything like that vitamin c you know basic ones but if that really is the agenda trying to block out the sun and uh they want us afraid of the sun you know put it on sunscreen stay you know you're gonna get skin cancer blah blah blah, blah. it's funny it's the sunscreen that is actually the yeah. chemicals in it give you yeah cancer yeah well from my understanding about skin cancer is that if we if we were properly detoxing our bodies that yeah uh, what what happens when you go out in the sun since we're not detoxing uh, we're not we're, it's we're not never, the sun that's doing it it's yeah. actually the toxins it's toxins that are body, built or that are built up or on, the sunscreen itself but it's toxics that are in our body they're built mm -hmm. up under the surface of the skin because we're never detoxing and when we're exposed to too much sun it actually brings it to the surface and creates a cancer but it's not from the sun. It's from the from the toxins within our body already that aren't haven't been detoxed. So the whole and then the sunblock doesn't it, it adds toxins. Basically, anything we're taught about health. Oh, everything. My my great grandfather was uh, the president of the Homeopathic Medical Society, going up against Rockefeller back in the 1920s. You know, back when they were <laughs> trying to out trying to outlaw the natural cures. And then my mother, speaking of uh, skin cancer, melanoma cancer, mm -hmm. uh, the, the doctor uh, she developed it on her face, and he wanted to remove her eye and half of her face. Ooh. And I, you know, immediately started looking for alternatives It's outlawed in the United States. So I had to take her across the border uh, to the Gerson therapy, which is basically yeah. uh, Max Gerson uh, nutritional therapy, carrot juice and detoxing and, you know, a certain diet that basically starves the cancer and helps yeah. the body flush it out. You know, my mother lived to be 91 cancer free um the doctor said you know if i take her down there she's going to die for sure you know and i'll you know they, they put this this in there they always say yeah, yeah. but the statistics yeah. don't lie you know the people mm -hmm. doing these natural therapies have uh, like level four cancer patients have like way higher i mean multiple times higher of, of uh, surviving uh, and it, you, you just can't cure one thing. It just cures everything in the body. You know, if you, if you, the, the incredible intelligence in our body to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We have an immune system for a reason, but they want us to think that it doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, yeah. why do they, they shoot us up from birth, you know, up to, yeah. up to six shots in one day. And I mean, it's just crazy. Anyway. Our body will heal itself if we get out of its own way, basically. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Yendon yeah. of, uh, you know, the former vice president of, uh, of Pfizer was warning <laughs> about all this stuff. Uh, he says that, you know, the, uh, the particular strain that we're all concerned about is only a 0.3% difference, which means the immune system, you know, it looks, it's like patterns. It looks like for patterns. And if it finds that it's... Uh, 
you know, in other words, he's saying it's easily handled by our immune system, especially when the 99 point, you know, whatever percent survival rate, you know, you don't, yeah, you don't need to have uh, an injection of anything, but, uh, but they needed the, uh, they needed the fear and they needed the, you know, uh, incentives for the hospitals, make it mandatory and boost the cycles up. So you get 97% uh, false readings. And so that's how they base the whole thing in, in order to create these huge numbers and create this 24 seven, uh, you know, narrative on the media that puts everybody into this fear to have them voluntarily taken something that there's no liability for. Yeah, uh, yeah. not when it's an exp- when it's experimental. No, it, it, even when it isn't, there's still no liability because of the way it's written. I mean, yeah, you're, you're I, 100% right. You're 100% right. And if this video doesn't get taken down, I'll be surprised. We already had a video deleted because we were talking about yeah, very similar stuff. This, yeah. Well, we're yeah. watching our words. We're, we're, yeah. we're, but you know. did we say the, <laughs> the word though in that video? So either way, maybe that's why. <laughs> either way, we have other platforms. This is, either way, um, yeah, we have other. You platforms. can find. All of our stuff on, on Rumble, Foxhole. It was now. just YouTube. Yeah. yeah, Rumble, yeah. Foxhole, iTunes, yeah. any audio platform where you can We've got listen backups. to a podcast. That's you can find us there too. Um, yeah, yeah, and and you know it's also revealed by the yearly total death numbers. You know, it was actually yeah. less than twenty. It was uh, less twenty nineteen than it was in twenty eighteen. You know, uh, yeah. So yeah, it, that's what we always we say all the time. We're like. If they never told us about COVID, if they if they never mentioned it, if it never Oops. came out, yeah. would you? Oh, sorry. That's Oops, right. the word. Yeah, they uh, yeah they, they shifted all the numbers would, over. Would you they notice sh- anything different? Yeah. Would, would anyone if they never? If there was never, it, if there was never a news report, you would. Would you? Would, never, would it even be never, a pandemic? Thing, yeah. If the lockdowns were never a thing, and then they didn't say anything. Yeah, no. it's like no, it uh, just been a good old flu season again, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. They didn't, and then they released this stuff to different countries back in 2017. I'm looking at you know some of the reports that like yeah. they had it pre-planned. Sure, uh, it appears, and uh, well, that's yeah. Well, that's more that's predictive programming. It used if you go back and notice a lot of these TV series, movies, shows. They're all talking about some virus and this pandemic and even even depicting people wearing masks. I mean, they're put they were putting it in the collective way before this ever happened. And you know, the you, opening it, ceremony of the uh, London Olympics in uh, 2012. 2012. Yeah. Was yeah. that creepy or what? Yeah. It's super creepy. Yeah. All the hospital beds <laughs> yeah. and everything. And that's all st- that's ritual. That's yeah. satanic ritual yeah. stuff. I mean, these people are dealing with black magic yeah in ways in ways that we can't comprehend you know they Um, they love their rituals yeah and they're so yeah so you know this uh it it was they didn't uh they they created this so that people would be afraid and they would that's the whole purpose of of the whole fear thing on the media is that people would be afraid and they would voluntarily you know and and you, you look on the evening news and you see everybody, you know, in the arm, yeah, <laughs> constantly showing images of that. Uh, so, you know, but I believe that you know there's there's got to be uh, there's got to be antidotes. There's got to be some way of uh, 
helping once we expose the deep state and uh there's got to be a solution to help all these people that innocently and unknowingly have have taken it yeah and and there's got to be it's got to be something that can help them all yes yeah absolutely i I truly believe that too um we're, we're being assisted in ways we don't quite understand yet um some of our et friends um our guides, whatever, whatever you believe in angels. But I, th- I feel like there is a benevolent force here assisting us. Assisting I us do too. Sometimes. I do too. Yeah. Um, on on but that, not, but not being a savior. Cause we are, we are the ones. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> we're the know, ones we, we've been waiting for. Right. It's, it's all about us taking responsibility <laughs> and not relying on outside authorities or sources for, but they are assisting. That's they what are, I mean. They are yeah. assisting and helping, and and that's that's huge. Yeah, they're they're inter, they're intercepting. But they're trying to get us to be like, you guys, you know, when once you wake up, it's game over. What happened? Yeah. Did you say something? Do you, we... do we lose audio? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear oh, you. Oh, yeah! All of a sudden, my uh, mic strangely. Uh, and my audio just went out. I don't know. Strange. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Right when we were be talking about those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Must have um, been getting good. It's okay though. We're um, we'll go ahead and start wrapping this up anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think enjoyed the show with you, both of you. Yeah. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, is, uh, we we dived into all kinds of areas. We did. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming it was on. Awesome. Thanks for doing this, sharing this information. Um, do you want to let people know where they can find you if you have any upcoming events or anything like that? Uh, one tomorrow uh, with, um, yeah, uh, I, I guess on my Facebook page, I'm, I, I don't remember all the, uh, all the links and everything, but um, facebook.com slash disclosure witness. They haven't, uh, they haven't t- deleted me off of Facebook book yet um nice. <laughs> Luckily. um and uh you know my notes on all of this is at uh, www.thewebmatrix.net not com but dot net and um you know there's a couple of links in there that talk about the history of the media and how they controlled it and you know uh yeah do your own due diligence and uh research and uh find out uh find out the truth for yourself and uh you know and have a voice yes yeah exactly have a voice yeah stand up step into your sovereignty um that's what this is about all right well um i think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up on that thanks again this has been great tyler uh, aaron uh, enjoyed it thank you yeah thank you guys thank you so much thanks to all of our fans for tuning in thank you for the donations thank you for supporting us um we can't do this without you And we will see you next week. Have a great night.